Hello and uh, welcome to Theology for You. Thank you guys for being here. It's uh, just been on uh, this episode. Victoria has been off in Scotland for a friend's wedding, so uh, we're glad she's back in town, but she's still recuperating a little bit. We got our second episode here for Google's Probs, and the first question we looked at was, what does it mean to be a Christian? And the second one we're going to look at in this episode is, what is love? What is love? So first thing we really need to think about is, is this really a theological problem uh, per se? Is this really a theological problem? Does this really have anything to do with theology at all? One question we also need to ask ourselves is who defines love? Who says what? Who says what love is? In our culture, uh, you hear a lot um, that love is love, and if if that is the case, then what love is is really endless. Because depending on the situation, depending on who you are, um, love is whatever you want love uh, to be. So you can't really define it then, because love is love. It just it it just is. It just is love. So who? defines love. Well, as a Christian, God's Word is our ultimate authority. So we turn to God's Word, and the Bible teaches that God is love. Since God is love, the question then really is a theological issue. It is a theological question. It's a theological problem. What is love? And a better way we could ask it is, who is love? So any attempt to define or understand love apart from God and what he has said in his word is ultimately going to fall short. So we first have to look at the one who is love so that we can understand what love is. So we're going to go again to 1 John and look at these verses where it says God is love. It says it twice. It says it in verse 8 of chapter 4 and also in verse 16. But we're going to focus on verses 7 through 11 for our episode today. Let me read those for you, those verses, and then we will um, really just take a walk through the verses and get the context and why uh, these verses are so important when we talk about love. The Apostle John writes and says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Let me also read you verse 16, even though we won't cover it today. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. So let's set the scene here for these verses. John is commanding Christians, 
He's commanding his readers to love one another. So this is the setting in which he's writing. He says, Beloved, let us love one another. And half the uses of the word love in these five verses are verbs. Um, so what John is doing to describe love and to is really to command love of one another. Christians are to love uh, one another uh, first because love is from God. God is the source of love. Christian love, Christians love uh, because their father is the source of love. They are God's children. Therefore, they love because their father is the source of love. The one who loves his fellow Christian has been born of God. They have God as their father. They know God. We talked about that in our our last um, episode. And that's really the definition of theology we're working with, the studied practice of knowing God. So the one who loves uh, has been born of God and they know God. They have God as their father. They are in a personal, intimate relationship with him. There's nothing more precious for the Christian than knowing God, to be in an intimate relationship with him. And in verse 8, John gives the flip side. He says, anyone who does not love does not know God. So the person who does not love does not know God. They are not God's child. They do not know God. Let me take a moment to say, use this verse, and I've got to use it in my own life. Use it to see where you're at. How do you love your brothers and sisters in Christ first? Then how do you love those uh, who are not in Christ Our love is an evidence that we've been born of God. Our love is an evidence that we know God. Jesus said in John 14, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And he also commanded that we should love as well. And our love is an evidence to the world that we are his disciples. Then John says, Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So you cannot... Claim to know God if you don't love, because God is love. It's all rooted in who He is. It's all rooted in the person of God. So if we want to know what love is, what love looks like, how love acts, we need to look to God. Only then we can truly know love. So how do we know how God loves? Well, God in His wisdom has uh, had inspired the apostle john so we see it verse 9 in this the love of god was made manifest among us so that means uh, in this way the love of god was revealed among us that god sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him so god revealed his love by sending his only son jesus and we see this in what's probably the most popular verse in all the bible john three sixteen: for god so loved the world that he gave his only son. In order to give his son, he had to send his son. So first we see that God's love is a love that takes initiative. God sends Jesus. God did that. I didn't send Jesus. You didn't send Jesus. Jesus didn't send himself. God sent him. God sent Jesus as an act of love. And God's love is seen also because he loves first in this is love not that we loved god but that he loved 
us. So you see that God is taking the initiative. God is the one initiating this love relationship. He is the one who is loving first. We love God because he loved us first. God's love sends Jesus. It takes the initiative. God's love takes the first step. He loves us, therefore we love him. He loves, therefore he acts. But not only is God's love one that takes initiative, one that's initiating things to happen, but God's love is intentional. God took the loving initiative to send Jesus, but he sent Jesus with an intentional mission. He had a a certain purpose, Jesus did, on this earth that he was sent to do by God the Father. God loved us, and John says, he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. God sent Jesus to die. He was heading from the manger to the cross, and this was because God is love. This was God's loving plan from the beginning. It's from the beginning of Scripture. Some of my favorite verses in all of the Bible are found in Romans 8. I think I've already talked about Romans 8, 8 1, which is probably my most favorite verse in all the Bible. It says, Therefore, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But Paul, at the end of that chapter, talks about God's love. And he says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And then at verse 35, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Jesus came because God loved Because God is love, he sent Jesus to take the wrath that you and I deserve. And Paul teaches us that because of Christ, if we are Christians, nothing can separate us from that love. Isn't that a great thought? Nothing you can do to mess it up. Nothing you can do to make God not love you. Because it's all about Christ. Here's a question we need to answer because propitiation has to do with Wrath. So Jesus took the wrath that I deserve, that you deserve, because we are sinners. How can love and wrath work together? How can God exercise wrath and exercise love at the same time? Because it says that he, in love, he sent Jesus. He loved us and he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. We have to remember that God is a simple, simple being. Not that he's easy to understand, but there's not a lot of moving parts. So we say that God is holy, God is just, God is righteous, God is uh, merciful, God is uh, wrathful, God is loving, God is gracious. All of these, what we call attributes or characteristics, they all work together. So when God loves, it is a holy love. 
When God loves, it is a righteous love. When God loves, it is a just love. God loves us in Christ, and he exercised his wrath upon Christ for sinners so that he might love us and we might be in a right relationship with him. So God's different attributes don't fight against one another. They work in conjunction with one another. You can't separate them. And in fact, R.C. Sproul, one of my favorite authors, says that if we're not careful, we can look at God's love and really turn God into an idol because all we do is we focus on God's love to the detriment of these other attributes. But they all work together. They are not um, in contradiction with one another. Uh, they all wonderfully and beautifully work together, and you see there them on greatest display at the cross of Jesus. So Jesus, when he takes our wrath, it opens up the doors so that we might know God, so that we might be loved by God, that sinners might be made right with their Creator. So what is love? I think the better question to ask, like mentioned already, is who is love? God is love. If we want to know what love is, we need to open our Bibles and behold our God. Behold his actions, his wonderful deeds. Psalm 111 says, Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Get in there and study, and it will cause you to praise and cause you to see God's love. God is love. He loved us first. If we love him and know him, then we're going to love our brothers and our sisters. One thing that we also see as well, not only is God's love a love that takes initiative, it takes the first step, not only is it intentional, but it's continual. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected or completed in us. God is continuing to work in our lives and to work in the lives of Christians so that his love is perfected with our little daughter Carson we've read multiple times now the the Jesus storybook Bible and they describe God's love this way God loves us with a never stopping never giving up unbreaking always and forever love what love what a God